What's up, everybody? Welcome to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Strigling. I'm going to be your host. Let's get into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. to the JKR podcast. Today we have Virginia native, artillery pitcher and outfielder and 2025 Virginia commit. We got Jackson Garland on the JKR podcast for the artillery baseball series powered by hit RX. Uh, Jackson, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Excited. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing good, man. You know, interview number three here in the past three hours. So it's been, it's been a little busy. But, you know, that's what we got to do to get all these podcasts out every week. So, uh, but before we dig into your baseball career a little bit, you know, with artillery, you know, going to Virginia, this and that, I want to ask you one question I like to ask everybody that gets on the JKR podcast. And that question is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Jackson Garland? Um, I'm just a kid from Virginia trying to make it big. Okay. So let's dig into how you're about to make it big with baseball, starting with artillery. So take us through, you know, how you got connected with Ajay, how you got connected with artillery. Take us through, you know, these past couple of years of travel baseball and how that's led you to where you're at now. Um, I got connected with Ajay last summer. I was supposed to go play with them, pitch for them um, when they went down to Hoover and won that tournament, but it ended up not working out. And then after the summer, I started talking to him during the beginning of the fall before everything, all the tournaments started happening. And um, I ended up going to the PBR Cup. And after that, I kind of just started playing with them. Okay. So you're somewhat new to the artillery organization. So what is that relationship that you have, you know, with Ajay, with the different artillery coaching staff? Take us through, you know, maybe how those relationships got started and how they've evolved, you know, over these past couple tournaments now that you've gotten to know them a little bit. Yeah, so with Ajay, Ajay's a very easy person, like, to um get along with and, like, feel like um like you're part of the team. He's very welcoming. So so is all the other coaches. They're fun to be around. They're great coaching. They definitely know what they're doing. And the team, the team is just, um, I mean, we win. They, we, we have fun, great energy. They're all chill, nice. So with you being somewhat new to this artillery organization, obviously you've played for some travel baseball team in the past. Kind of take us through, you know, what those differences or just what that comparison is between your previous travel baseball team to now that with your with artillery. Um, so I played for the Richmond Braves. So I started local with the little local Richmond Braves team and then kind of worked my way up once I started hitting certain velos and whatnot. But um, so the Richmond Braves, most of the kids are from, you know, we're hour, hour and 30 minutes apart. But with Ajay, there's only like, you know, from everywhere, all, all across the U.S. But so it's kind of different. Okay. So now that you've gotten the chance to get to know Ajay, get to know this artillery team, you know, what do you think has led to the success that Ajay has built with this artillery program to obviously, I mean, the classes of 22, 23, 24 have been great. You guys at number one, in your guys' class ranked as a, as a team overall. 
26, also another good team. Just what do you think has led to the success that Ajay has built with the artillery program? Yeah, so um, definitely the coach, the, the, all the coaches know what they're doing. They've played at some sort of high, higher level of baseball in their career, and obviously just the talent of everyone on the team. We're kind of all in the same talent level. There's no really big, like big gaps of talent level. Okay, so with you guys in 2025, this is the 2025 spotlight, obviously. So take us through, you know, what has led to you guys being number one? And and for through your eyes, obviously you haven't played, you know, too many tournaments with them. But what do you think kind of that culture is, you know, as a team in general to lead to where you guys are, you know, in perfect games, number one ranking um, as a team overall? So um, I've only played three tournaments with them now. And I kind of see it as like um, – we really don't like we don't back down until the game's over. Like the first time I ever played with them, it was the semifinals down at the PBR Cup, and we were down eight going into the sixth inning, and we came back and ended up winning that to keep going on and end up winning it. Okay, it's kind of just like we don't really we don't really argue with it, with each other. Like as you know, some teams might get into like a arguments and whatnot, but we're kind of just like a team, and we all have each other's back. Okay. So with your guys' roster, obviously it's super loaded. You go up and down that lineup, up and down that rotation. I mean, it's power five after power five commit who besides yourself, you know, if I, let's say a guy like myself is going to a game at, you know, whether that's East Cobb, Lake Point, Hoover, whatever it happens to be and watching this 2025 artillery team besides yourself, maybe who are some of these other guys to be on the lookout for these next couple of summers? Um, there's obviously most of us already committed. If you're going for like the, you're looking to pick someone up as a college coach, I would look definitely look at Ethan Adams. He's another pitcher. He's up to 93, I believe right now. Um, and then if you're just like, just watching, looking at big kids, there's obviously our Tennessee outfitter, which Taylor, which are who who you've talked to, or you're going to talk to. Um, our shortstop tie, probably one of the best players I've ever played with. He just gets it done every, um, everywhere on the field, hitting, running, playing short. It's great to have him behind you when you're pitching. Really, everyone, everyone does their job just what they like. They need, they do what they need, to, what needs to be done from them. Okay, so you know, as you're looking back into you know your travel baseball career, you know when you're playing for Richmond these past couple tournaments with artillery. What have been, you know, maybe two to three just favorite memories that you've had playing travel baseball so far? Um, I mean, one would have to be, um, I believe it was the 15U fall WWBA is when Virginia started really looking, like, following me around. So I first got in contact with them after I pitched. Um... Oof. Playing with artillery probably for the first time because I honestly think that's where I'm going to be. The well, that's probably where I'm going to be for the rest of my travel ball career and just getting a getting to meet everyone and kind of building relationships with them. And I don't really know if I have a third one or not. Okay, yeah, that I can Worries. think of. 
Yeah, no worries at all. Um, So as we look forward to, you know, this 2023 summer and then for your final summer in 2024, just what are you looking forward to most here for your final two travel baseball seasons? Um, Getting my name out there more than it already is. Just having fun, building relationships with people on my team, on other teams, building relationships with the coaches that I meet, like Ajay and Pat and all the other guys. And really just have fun, get after it. Okay. So, obviously, for this artillery team, like I, like we've mentioned, you know, a bunch of Power 5 commits, you know, whether that's in the rotation or in that lineup. So, for you, being a Power 5 commit and playing around this many high-caliber ball players that are at that same caliber as you, how do you kind of go about, you know, maybe picking their brain or maybe watching the way that they do things or maybe taking some lessons from some of your peers how do you kind of go about that, just watching some of these guys who are at that same caliber as you, um, talent-wise and just maturity-wise? Um, it's kind of like it amazes amazes you and, like, that you're – ever since you were little, you, like, kind of dreamed of being, like, where you are now and just to see it all happen and get to see hopefully all the – Girl, um, girl playing with all the future big names, hopefully, that you're around and just kind of enjoying the moment. Okay. So let's kind of go ahead. Let's transition to high school baseball. So you had your freshman year last year, head into your sophomore year. I'm assuming, you know, whether that season's already started or about to start. I know every state's a little bit different. Take us through, you know, your freshman year last year. And then as you, you know, transition a little bit to, you know, this spring, your sophomore year, kind of give us the outlook on this upcoming year's team as well. So last year, I was obviously a freshman, didn't really know many of the upperclassmen, but um, that when you play high school, you see them every day, that kind of, you kind of get to know them very quickly within a week or two. And um, I started off a little slow on the mound, but it quickly picked back up as maybe the nerves a little bit kicked in. People are, well, I'm a freshman, not, not not many people know me, but they expect big things from me, so I'm trying to not let people down and whatnot. But this year, um, I'm pretty close with most of the people on my team. We should be we should do good chemistry wise. Might be a couple of tough games throughout the season, but hopefully it goes as we want it to. Okay. So we're with where you're at in Virginia, kind of take us through what that competition level looks like. You know, maybe when you're on the mound, what do some of those hitter profiles look like? Uh, maybe some other power five commits that you guys are playing. Uh, what does that look like in your region of Virginia? Um, for me being for the, like, I wish it was better talent than it is, but the truth be told, it's not that many, like, there's not that many power five commits. I mean, there's one on my team. There's a couple like and dis- different districts. Like if you go up towards Richmond, there's Hanover, obviously one of the best teams in the country, but we don't really play them. So the main teams that we play, I mean, it's not the best, but it's good to just like get a feel for things going in towards the summer. Mm-hmm. So with you, you know, go, go go thinking about last year's talent that you faced, you know, go looking forward to this spring. You know, what do you think is tougher when you're an underclassman, you know, facing you know, guys who are 17, 18 years old, might not be the best top tier talent of their age group, but, you know, are a little bit older, you know, maturity wise, age wise, stuff like that. Is that tougher to compare to when you're facing 
guys who are the top tier talent of your age group in travel baseball. What does that kind of look like? How does that kind of compare? Um, and is there a uh, mindset change when it comes to that, when it comes to playing travel baseball compared to high school? Um, I feel like high school baseball is more, it's very much more mental because like people like, especially when you play older people on like on varsity, the seniors, it's the last time ever touching the baseball field, maybe. So they're kind of playing with a lot more passion and they're definitely more mature because, you know, they played the game longer. So they kind of, they might understand it more, but when you go to play travel, everyone's just, most of the big names are, um, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, it's definitely a lot different. Okay. So let's go ahead. Let's transition to the recruiting process. Like we mentioned, you're going to your 2025 Virginia commit. So let's go through, let's dig through how this recruiting process kind of got started for you. When was it that Division One team started getting to notice you, you know, on the ball field? So my, it was the fall of my freshman year. We hadn't, yeah, my, the fall of my freshman year, I had taught, I was, re, I was um, before sitting, like AD eighty one touching eighty two eighty three, and then I did a couple of mechanical things. Jumped up, excuse me. I jumped up to eighty seven. Um, I went then I went down to Florida with, at the time I was on Braves National, and we went down to WWA, which I went down with the American team. Just to pitch for them. Um, I taught I would I would pitch like three innings. Topped 85, was hitting 83, 84. And during the game, Tommy Mayer is the coach for the team. He came up to me well, during, like, well, when I was when I was done. But during the game, he was like, hey, just here, here's this number. Call him after the game, which was the pitching coach for Virginia, Drew Dickinson. And after that, I called Drew like three or four times. He invited me to a camp. I went to the camp, got the tour, this and that, threw a bullpen, talked to Drew, got the tour of the campus, called him a couple more times, and then yeah. All right. So as you're in the middle of, while well, as you're in the mix of you know calling Drew, um, the Virginia coach, the Virginia pitching coach, um, were there a couple other schools that were reaching out as well, or for the most part, was it mainly Virginia? It was mainly Virginia, but I was starting to pick. It was the call. The calls were starting to pick up slowly, but by the time it all happened, Virginia's been was one of my top schools ever since I like really, really got into baseball and was like planning on playing at the next level. So okay. it was kind of a no brainer when I got the offer. Okay, so you take us through, you know, as obviously as Drew as the as the pitching coach was your main point of contact there on the Virginia coaching staff. You know, take us through, you know, maybe that initial conversation, what that was like, you know, how you guys got to know each other and how those conversations evolved as you guys got to, you know, towards phone call five, six, seven, and just continuously were talking. Um, what were some of those conversations like, you know, starting off and then how did they evolve over time? Yeah, so the first phone call that we had was kind of just like get me getting to know him, him getting to know me, um, that kind of stuff. And as it picked up, he started, um, he like started asking me how my outings went, how I feel, what I'm working on at the moment, and just stuff like that. Okay. 
Um, so, you know, you, you talk about how, you know, you have those couple phone calls with Drew. You go ahead, take a tour, have a bullpen. Take us through with that tour of the Virginia campus, Virginia baseball organization, the baseball facilities was like. Just take us through that visit when you were actually there on Virginia's campus. Yeah, so it started out and all the coaches, everyone that was at the camp, like it was on, it wasn't a very big camp, you know, and um, it was only like 20 of us, I think. And we kind of, they kind of sat us down and talked to us. And then we went into the field. They led us through their um, stretching progressions and this and that. And then Drew took the main, like the pitchers only, which was me and a couple other kids. And we, we did our bands, our ply work, and whatever we needed to do to get ready to throw. And then we threw, and then we threw a bullpen in the bullpen, and then me and my teammate Sam, who's now also committed to UVA, we sat in the bullpen and kind of just talked to Drew and got to know him during the camp while everyone else threw. And then we ate lunch with them. They and then um, they just took us a tour around the took us on a tour around the campus, kind of like the main parts of the campus and whatnot. Okay, so as you're going through this process, obviously you mentioned that Virginia was a dream school of yours. But beyond that, you know, what were some other key things that you were looking for, especially if maybe you got that chance to, you know, compare Virginia to a couple other schools? What would have been some of those key things that you would have been looking for, you know, in a coaching staff, within a school, within a baseball organization in general? Take us through, you know, maybe what some of those key focal points would have been um, during that recruiting process. Definitely the coaches and like get a, like the feel for like how they, um, for what they're like, the facilities that they have, the field obviously, and then just the kind of the campus of the school, and yeah. Okay, so you mentioned how you know obviously as you look through that artillery roster, I know there's quite a few guys who actually are committed in your class. You mentioned one of them is another PO who was there with you during that camp. Uh, but with you being an in-state kid, being an artillery with a bunch of other Virginia commits, you know, what are some of those relationships you have with guys in your class or even guys who are in other classes as well? Uh, just what are some of those relationships look like with other Virginia commits? Yeah, so one of the 24s actually that are committed to Virginia, he lives kind of close to me. We played on the Braves for a year or two together. We're close. We talk some. And – um. I don't – I think a couple of them live just on the other side of the country, so can't really talk to them, like, see them that much. But I don't really see any of them that much other than when we're playing together. But I do try and stay in contact with them when I can, like, just talk to them whenever. Okay. So with that 2025 class already, you know, there's quite a few players already committed to that Virginia baseball program already. But I'm sure their recruiting process isn't done for class of 2025. So at that point, with you being committed so early, have you maybe played a role in you know, some of your some of your friends' recruiting processes? Are you maybe you throwing them a bone, being like, "Hey, come to Virginia, come play ball with me. Let's let's go to let's go head to Omaha." Um, are you you know maybe pushing some of your boys, including Ethan Adams, who's uncommitted, um, to to Virginia at all to come play with you while in college? Yeah. So with one of them, which now didn't end up committing there. I tried to get him on the – well, I think I did get end up getting him on the phone with Drew. 
but um yeah i try especially if i really like them then i'll push a little harder maybe All right, so, you know, when we're looking at your perfect game profile, you know, you're listed as a pitcher, but also a hitter. But you, the way, as we talk, you know, I'm assuming that you're heading to college to be a PO. So in these next couple of years, what does that plan look like in terms of, you know, maybe transitioning from, you know, maybe not hitting anymore to just becoming a PO? Kind of what is that plan here these next couple of years? Um, During travel, I actually don't even bring a bat with me because that's already, Ajay's already really shut that down before it even started. But for high school, um, they have me hit um, and play the infield just because, like I said, the competition's not there. and We don't carry as many guys as Ajay does that way, like to where we have POs and whatnot. So. All right. So with you being a PO, obviously arm care is important because that's your livelihood is your arm, you know, making sure you're able to go up there on that mound, go shove, and just go dominate the hitters. Um, so just take us through what that arm care looks like, you know, off season, your deload and your ramp up. And then also on top of that in season, you know, when you go from, let's say an outing, uh, what those days one, two, three, and four look like leading up to your next outing as well. Take us through your arm care for off season and for in season. So for in season, say I start day one, I throw 75, 80 pitches. Day two will probably either – day two, depending on how my arm feels or I feel – I feel. Day two will either be just bands, reverse throws, reverse throw plyos, and um, just like a light game of catch, maybe like 20, or 20 to 45 feet, depending on when my arm tells me it's far enough. Day three, depending on what I did on day two, it might be what day two is supposed to be, or I might just shut down and just, like, stretch and whatnot. And then day four, I'll start getting back into the feel of things to ramp back up to the next start. All right, so when you're actually on the mound, let's dig into, you know, what what exactly you're throwing there up at the hitters. Take us through what that pitching repertoire looks like. You know, maybe your best secondary pitch on top of that fastball, maybe the pitch that needs the most work. Just take us through that pitching repertoire and what you're what you're dealing with with each pitch. Um, so right now, obviously, I have my fastball, and this all season for me was really just work on my changeup, which needed some work. But now that it's where it needs to be, I feel like. At the moment, that's probably my best secondary. And then um, I recently dropped my arm slider here, so I'm trying to get rid of a, more of a curveball and work on a slider in the next few weeks before the first game. So I probably, I probably need to work on that just a little bit more to get more consistent than it is. Okay. So, you know, when you are developing a pitch like that or even just adding a new pitch in general – how do you kind of go about that? I know a lot of pitchers are a little bit different when it comes to that, like, oh, I'm not going to try to do it in season or this and that, whatever it happens to be. How do you go about, you know, developing new pitches or just even in adding a new pitch in general? So I can kind of, from experience with my changeup last high school season, it was there'd be days where I would like how it was moving and I would feel confident about it. But in other days, I wouldn't. So it would kind of be more shaky. I didn't really trust it. So 
when I'm playing catch, I'll throw the I would throw the change up to just like feel more comfortable with it. And then of course in bullpens really on certain days I'll really focus on that. But if I know I'm pitching in three or four days, then I'll kinda just work on everything else. But mix it in a little bit just to try and feel it out. All right, so let's dig a little bit into, you know, your personal scouting report. So what I mean by that, let's say there is a scout in those stands watching you pitch this spring, and let's say that's you watching yourself. If you were a scout watching your game, what would be that personal scouting report that you'd write up on yourself? I would have to say with it would um, be along the lines of good fastball plus changeup with a – Hopefully, with, which it should be a harder slider with good movement. This basketball with arm side run, and he really just trusts his stuff a lot. All right. So um, as we talk about, you know, who you are, let's talk about who you aren't. So what are some of those biggest things that you're wanting to develop within your game, you know, before you head to that next level? So this this sophomore, this this spring season for your sophomore year, your junior year, your senior year as well. Um, just what are some of those things you're wanting to develop in your game before you head to that Virginia uh, campus? Um, definitely um, first pitch strikes. I have moments where it's not the best. I sometimes fall behind. Strike consistency, consistency is a big thing. Um, walks, those I need to be at zero to one every game. Um, and more of trusting the people behind me because sometimes during high school, I tend to, like, if an error is made behind me, I kind of just, just throw all the trust out and just try and strike everyone out, and I just tend to lead to overthrowing and whatnot. So I got my last baseball question here for you. So with all these different coaches that you've had within your baseball career so far, so whether that is your high school coach, when you're playing for that Brave Scout team, whether that's Ajay or some of his other coaches as well, who have been just the most influential people within your baseball career so far? Two to three people, What? What? who are they, and what has been the reasoning for them being so influential? Um, Tom, Tommy Mayers from the Braves because he kind of – well, he – not kind of – he did end up – he did – Um, he is the reason – I ever started talking to Drew, so and um, uh, Dawson Langhorn was. I grew up playing like local travel teams, like just local tournaments. He kind of like um inspired me and like really pushed me to want to get to the next level and even higher. And then third would probably be Aj, just because Aj he literally knows everyone. If you need something, he probably knows how to help. He's just uh, he's just a great guy overall. Okay. So moving away from the baseball field here a little bit, let's dig into your passions. So beyond the game of baseball, you know, when you're trying to take your mind off of things or, you know, cope with some stress, what are some of those passions you have beyond the game of baseball? Um, hanging out with friends, kind of just relaxing, hanging out with your family and just doing just doing like the little things. All right. So moving into motivations here a little bit. So digging down just a little bit deeper, you know, beyond passions, 
Um, just deep down internally, you know, what is it that just helps you get out of bed every morning, go kick the sheets, go get better, continuously evolve. What is it that just helps you go get better? What motivates you? Um, really just wanting to get to the, to, um, the top of the top, the MLB and wanting to one day be able to, to provide for my family. Okay. So deep. So moving that question just a little bit further, you say provide to provide for your family. So perfect picture 20 years down the road. So at that point you'll be what 35, 36 years old, perfect picture. Everything's going right. You keep using those motivations to get better. What does that perfect picture of your life look like in 20 years from now? Um, I would be starting an MLB for whatever team. Um, my mom or dad wouldn't have would wouldn't be working, wouldn't have to like even question about if they want something, they should be able to have it. Um, I wouldn't have to question like paying for anything. I would just would just um I would be able to get anything I want, just kind of down that line. Okay. So my last question here on the JKR podcast here for the artillery baseball series powered by hit hit RX. Um, so dream NIL brand. So obviously name, image, and likeness. I'm sure you've heard of it. Big thing that's been an NCAA these past couple of years since the NCAA got this new regulation. So when you do get that opportunity to head to head to Virginia, capitalize on your name, image, and likeness, what would be one dream brand that you would love to endorse collaborate with partner with whatever happens to be what would that dream brand be um i'm a big rawlings guy when it comes to gloves and um i'm a big i'm a big fan of jewelry when necklaces and chains are on the field so it might be a necklace brand um but probably rawlings Okay. Yeah. I'm a big Rawlings guy myself. No, Rawlings is definitely good, especially there. I'm sure IJ likes to hear that with um, artillery being a Rawlings brand. Uh, but no, man, that is the final question here I got for you on the JKR podcast. You know, super pumped to get you on the show, learn about your career, learn about why you're heading to Virginia, all that. Just super pumped to get you on the show. Um, you know, want to wish you the best of luck when it comes to this spring. Like you said, you got your season starting here in a couple of weeks. Um, this summer, and then even beyond that, as you head to your junior, senior year, and that next level, just best of luck with that. And man, just I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. So super thankful for it. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Of course. All right, man, you have a great night. And like I said, go ball out this spring and good good luck the rest of your career. I'll definitely, I'll definitely be following you, man. Thank you.